Hey there guys and welcome back to the Travis and Damien Podcast, episode 67. We're available on anchor.fm slash Travis Damien Podcast, along with Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and many more. If you guys would like to ask us any questions, you, you can leave a voice message at the anchor link or in the YouTube comment section. Today we're going to be talking about general entertainment news, including a Pokemon live action series and Disney versus Scarlett Johansson. Next, our recent activities in gaming and manga. Afterwards, our first impressions on Pokemon Unite. Lastly, our thoughts on the Activision Blizzard situation. So first piece of news is Miss Marvel and Hawkeye will be released before the end of 2021. And after they released that article on Variety, it was confirmed that Hawkeye is going to be premiering on November 24th. So I think that that is pretty exciting, especially with the end of Loki. No spoilers whatsoever. But I think with the first three MCU shows that we've gotten so far... And especially with Loki, uh, at the end of it, it is very exciting to see where the MCU is going to go from there. And I think that these two shows in particular are going to be a lot more grounded. I think that they're going to be, especially Miss Marvel, probably like a sort of like coming of age uh, school story involving this girl who loves Captain Marvel, but is uh, sort of taking on that name as she gains her new powers as a minority as well. And then with Hawkeye... uh, Within the EW article, uh, Jeremy Renner sort of talked about uh, Kate Bishop and Haley Steinfeld and sort of how they're going to uh, interact on camera. And I think that that is very exciting. I think Hawkeye is definitely the show that I'm a little more excited for just because I love Haley Steinfeld and I cannot wait to go and see her in that Kate Bishop role. But Miss Marvel, I am about equally as excited for, just a little less. Yeah, I mean, I feel the same way. Um, you know, Miss Marvel, I think she's got a lot of exposure recently because of the uh, Avengers game. You know, I, mm-hmm. actually, I feel like a lot of people actually did like Miss Marvel in that game. I know she had some, you know, the writing in that game isn't like the best, but I think it made an okay impression of the character and kind of gave, you know, people like an idea of what that character is. Um, and obviously Hawkeye, we all know Hawkeye. And uh, yeah, like you said, I think Hawkeye is going to be a pretty, uh, a pretty good show as well. Probably going to follow a similar format like... Um, falcon and the winter soldier where it's a lot mm-hmm. more you know grounded and a lot more based on just like you know espionage and stuff so that that's always going to be exciting to watch but um i'm honestly a little more curious about the miss marvel stuff because i am um excited to see how the mcu treats this character and like how they introduce it to the overall mcu and uh you know i expect some like school drama stuff and you know <laughs> coming of age stuff you know like what we would think of like a show like that so yeah uh, i am looking forward to these two shows as well uh and them both happening before the end of 2021 is pretty cool as well uh hopefully people don't get marveled out (laughs) at that point because i know (laughs) they've been releasing a lot of stuff but yeah i do think everything they've been releasing so far has been very good like i really like all the shows loki being my favorite um i thought black widow was pretty good you know obviously not the best thing ever but you know it it was better than i thought it was going to be so um you know i think phase four is starting off pretty well and hopefully these two shows uh keeps continuing that so yeah and i think that these shows uh having like i guess a solid release date before the end of the year is exciting uh the movies themselves i know shang chi is going to be releasing in september and that's still going to happen in theaters only and whatever happens with spider-man and the other mcu movies that'll come out before the end of the year i'm not sure if there's any others outside of spider-man and shang chi um but that those could get delayed depending on what happens with the uh, Delta variant because, you know, people are now talking about that now and everything like yeah. that. So 
you know, the future is still up in the air for, I guess, these MCU movies in particular, but I cannot see why the Disney Plus shows would get delayed. So I think that it is nice to, you know, have some, I guess, stability within the Marvel stuff now just because uh, of these TV shows. And I think that Disney and Marvel are doing a very good job with the whole Disney Plus uh, sort of angle with these shows, being able to develop uh, these characters even further than a movie would, especially uh, with the three shows that we've already gotten so far. I think that that has shown us plenty, if you will. Yeah, I mean, I think they, they proved themselves that it could do like good TV shows at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, I know some people don't like, you know, some of the finales and stuff. Um, <laughs> you know, especially with uh, I think like WandaVision, a lot of people didn't really like the finale and stuff, but I thought it were good. Um, but yeah, I think the TV shows provides a more unique like style of thing. I, I like the MCU's always been pretty good. I think at um, sort of not being too repetitious. I know some people might disagree with that because old old superheroes, <laughs> but I, I, I do think a lot of them feel different from each other mm-hmm. um, in terms of genre of things they're doing. You know what I mean? So yeah, uh, yeah, I have full faith that the Miss Marvel and Hawkeye show would be good, and I'm looking forward to it because uh, you know I've been you know like. I think last year, you know, there wasn't really any Marvel things, which was a yep. nice break after Infinity War. But I think now I'm I'm ready for more Marvel stuff. You know, we already got a bunch of stuff, but you know, I'm excited. You know, uh, <laughs> and yeah, I'm looking. I'm really looking forward to it. Yeah. But uh, next we got Dead Space, a Dead Space a remake. So this was during the EA uh, Play thing. I didn't watch the whole thing because you know, surprisingly, there really wasn't anything. Yeah. Uh, besides like sports stuff and whatever else uh, EA would show, uh, but people were really excited for a, anything dead space related because i think they've been hinting at a lot of different things like when mass effect 3 uh I'm, I'm sorry the mass effect legendary edition came out they were trying to say like hey is there any interest in like sort of a dead space like trilogy thing and people were like yeah we are but uh i guess they were very uh were remaking dead space and as we see right here uh it doesn't really show much just like you know some in engine stuff i guess and isaac clark like messing with his like whatever the weapon he uses and like it looks cool um, and yeah, they, I mean, it being a remake is something I didn't expect. Uh, you know, I expected more of a like a soft reboot that most things do, but it seems like they're just straight up just remaking the first game. And um, yeah, that's gonna be pretty interesting to see. I, I've never really played the Dead Space games. My brother did, so I I know a lot about the series just based off him. I, he loves it. Uh, basically, it's just like space uh, Resident Evil, <laughs> basically. <laughs> um, and yeah, if they could do this well, then hopefully EA could get a nice library of IPs again, because you know. They kind of just focus on sports stuff and whatever respawned does, which is good. But you know, they kind of need more stuff. I mean, um, uh, what was that game called? It takes two, right? All, all. Yeah. Uh, I forgot what the dude's name is, but he makes great stuff as well, and that's from EA. So yeah, hopefully they get Dead Space back and you know up and running because I think that would be a nice benefit for EA to just have more variety in the like game library. Yeah, and I'm looking at the YouTube comments for this uh, IGN trailer, and, you know, people are like, don't forget what they did to Visceral, and I'm like, eh, that is kind of true, you know, um, but just looking at this trailer in in its own little bubble, it is kind of cool that we are getting a Dead Space remake. I think that whenever old IPs and old franchises come back, I think remaking or making a collection of some sort is a good way to gauge interest to see if you want to make more games or not, and dead space as a franchise just like you i'm not really too familiar with it just because back then i was very very much afraid of horror uh, yeah. but now now i'm a little more comfortable with it i think that horror games and the horror genre in general i'm a lot more 
comfortable with especially with movies i don't mind watching horror movies uh but when it comes to like a horror game i'm like oh like you know i'm like controlling this character like shit could pop up out of nowhere i'm scared so you know i like to watch horror games i I, i'm definitely in that camp where i'll watch you know streamers or let's players or whatever uh but for this game in particular if it ends up being uh really really good and people are actually really enjoying it and, and i have time to play it maybe i'll check it out just because this seems like a nice entryway into the dead space series just because it is a remake and a remaster and it it looks like uh you know from like the press and the pr that they've been saying they are trying to take a lot of care with this remaster because i'm sure that they know that the dead space fans are there's probably not a lot of them but they're probably very vocal which i would not be surprised at all uh so you know hopefully ea could do this right because uh you know ea in the past they have not had a very good rep and uh hopefully that they are able to fulfill on this one and i believe frostbite is developing it or something like that i don't even know um i actually have no idea who's making this (laughs) so yeah yeah i think i think it started somewhere but i'm not too sure Mm mm-hmm uh but yeah uh it's gonna be it's gonna be cool to see dead space back in the uh sort of uh limelight within the gaming industry i guess yeah i think it has some room to uh sort of stand between this and resident evil since resident evil is going more for a first person point of view now so i think mm-hmm. dead space could kind of fill that third person uh you know hole that the other resident evils did even though they are remaking resident evil 4 but whatever <laughs> <laughs> Uh, next bit of news, pretty quick, uh, Dragon Ball Super, uh, superhero teaser, this is gonna be the next movie, I believe it takes place right after the Broly movie, so, yeah, the Broly movie came out in, like, 2018, which is kinda crazy, yeah. so, now that we are getting another Dragon Ball Super piece of media is gonna be kinda cool, uh, obviously this is just a teaser trailer it doesn't really show us much other than the title uh but i believe we do uh have some details on this story i believe uh pan is going to be part of this uh gohan and videl's child and there's going to be some sort of time skip or something like that and uh if the title suggestion of like superheroes are going to be involved in some way shape or form um, oh yeah sandman <laughs> there you go uh but yeah uh it's it's cool to see more Dragon Ball stuff. I mean, when it comes to anime and just like Dragon Ball in general, uh, you know, that's, I guess, a lot of people's gateway anime that, you know, they watch Dragon Ball or they knew of Dragon Ball when they were younger and they, you know, still follow Dragon Ball today or, the, you know, they watch other anime outside of Dragon Ball because of it. Uh, I'm definitely in that camp where, you know, I definitely want to watch Super but or like watch or read Super, but I know that like... Um, the animation because i watched um up until like the very last uh arc that they did for the anime i watched all the way yeah. up, up until that point but i forgot about like what a lot of it happened so i definitely want to go back and i guess like rewatch everything skip like the uh movie episodes because i think that those are pointless for me personally um but I know that the manga is still going and people are loving the Dragon Ball Super manga just because, you know, it, it's Dragon Ball. You know, it's still like Goku and Vegeta going around the galaxy, finding the next strongest foe and just, you know, fighting them or whatever. So, um, yeah, I wonder on how this movie's going to do. It's probably going to do well, obviously, again, just because it is a Dragon Ball movie. But because they are taking this slightly different approach, uh, just because the last movie, it was about Broly and like you know they brought Broly into like the main continuity I guess um but people knew who Broly was from the other movies uh, and Broly's I guess like a fan favorite character among Dragon Ball fans I don't know I could be bullshitting here but you know <laughs> that that movie in and of itself did really well because it had a familiar I guess villain 
backing it but also on top of that they just had fantastic animation and you know just really 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 fun fights uh so this one i'm just interested to see on how it goes just because it is taking a less exciting approach if you will yeah i mean you know i actually haven't watched like super i watched you know all the movies you know like the um Battle of the Gods, which was really good. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Frieza one, which was okay. And the Broly one, which I thought was also pretty good. Um, but I have not watched like anything of Super yet, and I probably should. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, Dragon Ball is kind of weird where it, it's kind of still like that old style of shonen where like watching each episode kind of feels a little torture, I'm not going to lie. Because <laughs> it feels like some episodes are just entirely pointless. Like, oh, what was the point of that? Just like fill out time, I guess. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm a lot more used to seasonal, like, you know, season anime at this point, like Demon Slayer and My Hero and Jujutsu Kaisen, where things feel at a constant pace and, like, nothing ever feels, like, too bad. Like, there might be a filler episode here and there, but that's about it. Like, it really isn't that much, like, you know, detracting from the actual story, unlike Dragon Ball, where I feel like meanders a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I'll probably still give it a go. I, I still really like the movies, and if this movie is going to be, like, Broly, then, uh, you know, I think that's going to be pretty good. Uh, I, you know, this teaser didn't show me, like, anything at all. It's just, like, Goku do some cool stuff, right? But, um, <laughs> um, yeah, I'm still looking forward to it. I'm going to watch it anyway, even if I don't know what the hell is going on because I like Dragon Ball. So, uh, but, yeah, again, Dragon Ball is, is kind of a weird position for me where I respect it a lot. I still love it, but it definitely isn't, like, my favorite anime ever. But I do, you know, love it for, you know, showing me what anime even was. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. you know, that, that was back when I just called it, oh, it was just cartoons anyway. So, but, yeah. <laughs> still yeah. looking forward to it <laughs> definitely the meme of uh, don't mess with dragon ball fans because they only, only know about dragon ball is kind yeah. of true to some regards but you know i'm just clowning here but yeah you know this new movie i'm interested to see the first actual trailer because i think that that's when a lot of people will get really really excited for it so yep so next we have something that's weird here so netflix <laughs> is going to make a live action pokemon series so it's going to be similar to uh detective pikachu so I, again i also haven't watched detective pikachu so i can't really comment on the quality on that i heard it was okay mm-hmm. um and i i think this could work right like i mean it, it seems like it would cost a bit of money because yeah like actually animate the pokemon and stuff so it's not really that live action because half of it is going to be like cg because <laughs> mm-hmm. of all the pokemon but uh, I guess it will save costs on just, like, animation and stuff. I don't know. I, I do think it could work, though, but it's not, like, something that really excites me too much, you know? Um, yeah. Mostly because like, I think the anime kind of represents Pokemon good enough. Uh, you know, obviously, Ash kind of sucks, and, like, I wish they just got away from that. But whenever Pokemon does do, like, other animated projects, like, I think they were doing some shorts for uh, Gen 8, like, uh, um, I'm sorry, uh, Sword and Shield stuff. And that Pokemon Origin stuff a few years ago, those yes. stuff, those were really good. Like I, I really enjoyed those a lot. Uh, so I kind of wish they would put money into a proper Pokemon anime that's like maybe geared a little more towards older audiences because it could work. But you know, I get excited going more towards this route, which could also be like fun, but not something I'm personally really looking forward to. So yeah. Definitely that Pokemon Origin uh, anime brought me back a few years <laughs> yeah. because that was that was a dope dope uh, animation. Yeah, it was really good that they did. So you know, uh, Detective Pikachu. I saw that in theaters when it came out, and I thought that it was fun. You know, uh, with Ryan Reynolds and Justice Smith, I thought that that was like a fun you know video game movie in and of itself uh if you know what you're getting into is a goddamn talking pikachu and you know you got this uh human character and you know they interact with each other and 
there's Pokemon, you know, like what else can you uh, really expect more from that? And I thought that it was fine. Uh, and I'm sure that there have been people uh, since that movie has come out. It's been years now uh, that have loved it or, you know, hated it or whatever the case is. I think that it was still a fine Pokemon live action movie and if they're going to develop a whole Netflix series based or something similar around that but uh whatever they kind of story that they decide to do that's like my real question is like what are they going to actually make is it going to be like a whole new story is it going to be something based on the actual games are they going to do Ash again you know but just like in live action or whatever I think that that'll be really goofy um but you know I Netflix Netflix's library you know they have a lot of stuff on there but when it comes to like their original and like exclusive stuff it's a lot of them just like throwing money at other ips and just like making it into like their own thing you know like their only like original thing that i can like really think of is like is like stranger things because i think that a lot of their other original stuff has either ended or like it's not as strong as stranger things because stranger things really like blew up when it did come out um so you know netflix uh developing it developing a live action series for pokemon does sound a bit strange um especially since that they are they have the uh showrunner slash uh executive producer of lucifer on this project which um you know (laughs) okay um i i haven't watched lucifer all that much i've watched uh a few episodes here and there because our friend louis uh he watches that show uh and when we were on vacation one time he was just like watching some episodes and i was like yeah you can put it on i really don't care um and i was just watching and i was like what the hell is going on uh but then again you know like we, he was like in the middle of like season four or five or whatever and i'm just like all right you know like stuff's going on you know some romance stuff whatever you know but there's like vampires too and i'm like okay don't know what's going on here but um i believe that that show was on cw so so that might be why you know cw shows are definitely a little strange you know uh i know a lot of people on twitter have been recently giving the flash a lot of flack which is uh, understandable because i think that that show should have ended a while ago and they're still going but yeah enough of that uh you know pokemon live action series we just have to wait and see like i say with a lot of things on this show um because you know if if they actually do make it similar to detective pikachu i think that it can work but if they somehow miss the mark uh it's not gonna work in my opinion no yeah because it's probably yeah it's gonna be weird because it can't really show that many pokemon because that's gonna cost a lot of money mm-hmm. so it's probably gonna stick with like a pokemon or two like each episode unless uh, again i don't know what kind of story they're aiming for here i, I guess netflix is confident in this because um the witcher did really good mm-hmm. and like castle i know castlevania is animated but uh you know castlevania says oh we've done some good video game stuff uh, let's get like Pokemon, like the number one IP ever. So, yeah, hopefully they can make it stick, but uh, I, I highly doubt it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, so next bit of news is that there's a new video game development studio called That's No Mo- That's No Moon, um, and these are former Infinity Ward and Naughty Dog veterans, and they got a 100 million dollar investment from Crossfire Studio Sim- Smilegate. And their debut title is going to be a story-driven action-adventure game. So, yeah, this is very exciting. Uh, I mean, just like the $100 million investment is kind of crazy. So, uh, I'm not sure if they're going to blow all of their money on this first AAA game that they're going to try to develop because... Uh, that's going to be kind of crazy. They have to have something very interesting and very unique uh, to really captivate me personally because I love story-driven action-adventure games. Like, without a doubt, you know, The Last of Us Part 1 is still one of my favorite games of all time. Part 2, 
say what you will about it. I'm not going to dive too too deep into it because I already you know talked about it so much on my YouTube channel. Um, but, you know, I love other story-driven games uh, that have come out recently. Uh, one that I could think of, I guess, is Spider-Man. Spider-Man is kind of story-driven, yeah. uh, and that game did a pretty good job of retelling Spider-Man's story, but within a unique perspective from Insomniac's, I guess, little world. Um, and then... Uh, Anyways, other games I've played, you know, Uncharted, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, so I, they have to have something that is captivating to the general gaming audience as well. It can't be generic because, like, if it's generic, it's it's not going to do well. And you're going to have people uh, not really that invested into it because uh, – and I'm sure that they know this because these are industry veterans, as they uh, call it within this uh, game industry biz article. Um, so – yeah, I mean, you know, they got a lot of people behind this brand new studio, and I'm sure that they are very eager and very motivated to create something that'll uh, hopefully, you know, take the gaming industry and gaming world uh, by storm, hopefully. Yeah, I mean, um, you know, it said like both Affinity Award and Naughty Dog Veterans is like, you know, pretty pretty high mark in terms of like companies to get for it, you know what I mean, mm-hmm. like for veteran-wise. And, you know, making a new story-driven action-adventure game, you know, we have plenty of those but mm-hmm. if they could do like a unique one i think that'd be pretty neat like they can't just do like oh let's just do uncharted again because people will call that out <laughs> mm-hmm. i mean when the new tomb raider came out people were saying this is just uncharted even though you know tomb raider came before uncharted so <laughs> um so yeah it's gonna be interesting to see what they come up with i'd like to see maybe some more sci-fi like that i think that'd be pretty neat i don't think we really have a lot of those mm-hmm. uh you know sort of like storytelling like sort of action adventure type games you know mostly they're set either like in modern times and stuff or like other way like like fantasy stuff so i think it'd be pretty interesting to go for that route um but yeah basically i, I i'm always excited to hear new studios being formed especially ones with like good reputations like this um it's gonna be interesting you know it's also really interesting because you know uh night dogs sort of view on gamings could change over the years and maybe these veterans are like no we want to keep making things like uncharted and maybe infinity war was getting sick of like activision so it's like okay we'll do our own <laughs> thing like some of the people left and made their own thing so yeah it's gonna be interesting to see how well this turns out i mean like you have the gunplay from like infinity ward like people and then you have the um sort of like the story driven action adventure stuff from the naughty dog veterans and maybe you can make something really neat so yeah uh basically i'm looking forward to it uh uh, really always excited again like i said with uh new studios being formed and we've been seeing that a lot lately um and a lot of these new studios have been being bought out by uh, all these bigger companies so uh hopefully this one could kind of retain its freedom so it could do whatever it wants um you know i know people get excited whenever like a big company buys another company but it's also nice to have some like sort of still double a independent studios making whatever the hell they want instead of just being straight up bought by sony or microsoft you know what i mean so mm-hmm. yeah it's gonna it's gonna be pretty interesting to see what they do for their uh first game yeah all right so for our last bit of news we got a pretty controversial one here so scarlett johansson is suing disney over a contract breach for releasing black widow on disney plus so basically disney like basically well scarlett johansson was like hey this should have released on theaters but released on disney plus and stuff so what's the deal with that uh, and basically, Disney just kind of just shamed her, saying, like, oh, like, this is a callous disregard for the pandemic and stuff. Uh, even though Disney has been doing a lot of things over the pandemic that hasn't been great. <laughs> uh, I, I mean, honestly, they've been treating Pixar pretty badly as well as they released Soul and I think, what was the other new movie? I think, they were, oh, um, uh, Luca, whatever. Yeah, it was the yeah, fish on, movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah, on Disney Plus as well. And I know Pixar was really pissed about that as well. Um, and, you know, they're basically saying it's about a pandemic, but it probably is something more about that. But, 
regardless, it shouldn't even matter because they still breached the contract. Like, like they didn't really like informed her like about all this stuff, right? Like it was just mm-hmm. like, oh, we're just gonna breach the contract, and I think Scarlett Johansson's kind of in the right for that. Um, either they should just maybe delay the movie again for later in the year, even though that probably would interrupt their plans for the other MCU stuff, or they just like, you know, just made a new contract or something. You know, I- I'm not too sure how redoing contracts works i'm not like a business boy but <laughs> um they still probably should like clean things out a bit because disney's been kind of weird with the whole disney uh disney plus premier access stuff and i know a lot like people are just not happy about it like scarlett johansson and pixar like i mentioned so uh but also disney was just like oh but she still made money out of it <laughs> so, <yeah. laughs> but they're not wrong but still yeah. it's not what they agreed to Mm-hmm. definitely uh it's it's interesting to see people on twitter like argue this you know they're like oh you know like uh scarlett johansson you made a lot of money this and that and i'm like but uh you know when you sign a contract and you make a agreement you kind of have to follow through those words and then if you need to make changes or you need to renegotiate stuff you renegotiate stuff uh and disney was just kind of like eh, maybe maybe she won't notice uh but obviously she will notice when it's a movie that she's starring in uh, so apparently she could have lost, she could have lost like $50 million or something like that, according to a uh, culture crave on Twitter, uh, just because it was released on Disney plus, uh, which is kind of crazy. And that is a lot of money and say what you will, you know, Scarlett Johansson has already made a lot of money within Hollywood as is, but even then, you know, like this is money going to Disney, you know, would you rather have this money go to Disney or a individual, uh, despite this individual already being as successful as she is, you know, she deserves to get the bag if you will you know uh because you know she put the work in she she did what she had to do within this movie and if the movie did you know did actually numbers on disney plus she deserves some of that cut um so yeah and i just think that it's funny that some people are defending disney or whatever you know whatever their argument may be i can't exactly remember them but all i know is that they just get ratioed and they just get shut down on twitter because you know (laughs) it's just it's just kind of silly to you know defend disney in this regard especially since uh you know their their response is so funny because they they bring up the pandemic and then they drop her i guess like 20 million dollar uh contract that she already signed on for this movie as is uh which is Kind of funny, because I'm just like, well, Disney, you know, uh, I weren't you like one of the first, you know, parks to reopen when the pandemic was still kind of bad last year? But, you know, you guys wanted to reopen it when vaccines weren't heavily available or whatever, you know, uh, but it is what it is uh, in that regard. But I think that Scarlett Johansson is probably going to win this lawsuit if they don't sell it, if, if they don't sell settle it before it it goes to court i think uh obviously i'm not a legal person so i don't know how the how the hell (laughs) fucking lawsuits work um but i'm sure that disney's probably gonna try to uh find a middle ground if not scarlett johansson is gonna get a shit ton a shit ton more money from disney as is just because you know she she knows that you know her contract was breached and disney did some shady shit because they released it on disney plus but um you know I know that the argument is, uh, what's it called? Oh, you know, like the COVID's still around and, you know, like Disney did this for the safety of other people, this and that. But I'm like, yeah, but Scarlett Johansson signed this contract saying that it was only going to be released in theaters. And because it was released on Disney Plus, she didn't get any money from that. So, you know, she deserves to get some of that. And if it's $50 million worth, then she, you know, deserves that as well. But I'm going to 
stop there and see if Damien has anything else to say. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, basically, it also seems even more scummy because Disney probably knows it could like get away with it, and they probably don't even have a need for Scarlett Johansson anymore due to her role in the MCU basically being over after this movie. Like, I don't mm-hmm. see how else they could like have her in future movies, so they probably just don't really care anymore, which is kind of sad. Which is which um, is also why Scarlett Johansson is suing them, because she's like, I don't give a fuck anymore, you know? <laughs> yeah, because her, her character is kind of done for the MCU, so now, like, the relations don't really matter. I mean, I'm not saying that's the case, but it probably is the case in terms of mm-hmm. Disney. Like, you probably wouldn't see them do that with... um. You know, like one of their actors that's still doing stuff, like uh, the Loki guy, <laughs> um, what's Tom his Hiddleston. Name? Yeah, him. Yeah, like they probably wouldn't do that with him because they already have like you know Loki season two happening and stuff. So, yeah, they probably just like uh, Scarlett Johansson, eh, whatever. <laughs> it doesn't matter anymore. So, yeah, uh, it just seems extra scummy when you look at it in that angle. Yeah, uh, you know, I don't, I don't see any reason why she shouldn't deserve the money from disney plus's revenue that this movie has gained because it is a marvel movie and i'm sure that there are people out there that you know probably found it a lot easier to just buy it on disney plus to just buy it for 30 bucks and then have it in their home to you know have it streamed for themselves their kids whoever else wants to view it you know um so yeah you know i can see that argument being being true where it's like oh you know like disney released it on disney plus for that reason but then again you know ScarJo deserves the bag, if you will. So, <laughs> yeah, I agree. <laughs> All right. So, moving on from there, we're going to get into our recent activities. So, I'm going to go first because I got a lot of things I can go through quickly. Uh, so, once again, Eden Zero Manga. Uh, it is just a fun, nonsensical shonen about, you know, friendship and, you know, uh, I have this power and, you know, suddenly I can do this thing and, you know, there's some fan service here and there. You know, I've talked about it so many, many times on this show. It's fun. I mean, if you just want a mindless, brainless shonen that you just want to read, uh, you can read this one. And I think that, uh, I think I'm on like volume 10 now. Uh, so, you know, it's still good. Uh, there's definitely a lot going on in some regards. If you like happen to like forget, like this character came from like this future, but like the future doesn't matter, whatever, you know, like it is what it is. It's shown in shit. Um, I started reading more of TZ Master Tagaki-san and the Nagatoro manga because Right Stuff finally sent that shit to me. So I definitely read those right when they came in. Uh, and yeah, you know, it's still fun, wholesome bully manga shenanigans. Uh, My Hero Vigilantes, uh, Volume 10 recently came out, and that is really, really good because the way Volume 9 ended, it it, it definitely ended on a cliffhanger. So when I first started reading the first couple of chapters within Volume 10, it was very, very interesting because it got very dark, like much darker than the normal like My Hero shenanigans, especially for Vigilantes because Vigilantes so far has been pretty much like a side story for my hero which like the entire series is just that but it was very much like playing it safe but now they're taking a much more darker approach and very much uh i'm i'm gonna assume like i guess like having fun with it um and i like it so far i'm not done with volume 10 yet so uh and it is still ongoing so i wonder on how this sort of uh, story arc is gonna end uh but yeah my hero vigilantes i can't really like praise the series enough like you should definitely like read this like anyone out there that has any interest within my hero this is probably the best spinoff series that they have right now because my hero has a lot of like weird little like spinoff series like there's ones where i didn't know that yeah yeah, yeah. so like <laughs> i knew the, about uh, this one that's it yeah, yeah so like the uh 
the my hero like manga stuff like they have like a bunch of different like little spinoffs like one of them is just like the school briefs where like they just like you know talk about the school stuff and i'm like that sounds fucking boring but you know there's definitely a audience for that because that stuff is still going i think and there's definitely multiple volumes of that but this my hero spinoff is definitely the most uh interesting and most i guess aligned with like the actual like my hero stuff uh next thing i want to talk about real quick is snake eyes gi joe origin so uh because i have amc a list uh i kind of force myself to go to the movies as much as possible and because there's not a lot of movies out there that i'm kind of interested in this one was kind of just like oh you know like the uh what's what's the goddamn main guy's name uh that is in this movie uh henry golding you know like uh he was in uh crazy rich agents he pretty he played as the main uh guy character in that movie and, and he's and he's in this movie as the main character as well but this one's a much more action movie and i don't know jack shit about gi joe i'm gonna be honest so like when they're just like throwing out uh you know like cobra and joe's and all all, all of this other like <laughs> <Your> G- <mama. laughs> all 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 of these like other terms within the gi joe universe i'm just like oh you know like that's kind of cool i kind of know what that is but not really uh but it kind of feels like a overall like generic sort of like action movie uh the action scenes are whatever you know uh the story itself is a little strange uh they definitely take like uh the approach of uh what's it called uh there's there's a couple of twists within this movie that i'm just like oh okay so that that's another twist on top of another twist or whatever and i'm just like i i don't know what's going on uh but yeah i mean it's fine uh would i recommend you go watch it in theaters now probably not you could probably skip this movie unless you're like a huge gi joe fan but then again i think that the, the sneak eyes character which uh henry golding plays as uh he's he's not supposed to talk but like all he does in this movie is fucking talk shit so like i don't know um so maybe if you are a gi joe fan you might want to stay away from this movie but as a action movie it's fine uh and then last thing that i've been doing is uh playing fall guys uh so the reason is is because the Ratchet costume came out this week, uh, and the way that they did it this time around, instead of you know how it's like oh you know like we have like this unique costume, uh, you could buy it in the e shop, you know five crowns for the top, five crowns for the e bottom, uh, but this time for the Ratchet costume, they actually have like dedicated like missions for it. Uh, so I think that that's a lot better than like people just like out here like grinding crowns and then just like saving those crowns for like these costumes or whatever. So like you actually like have players like the incentive to actually like play the game like do these missions or whatever to like get like these ratchet points uh so once you get enough ratchet points you get uh the full costume which i did within the one day i played it uh because me and kofi yeah so like it it doesn't take that long all you have to do is just like uh play within i believe it's called like duo squads or whatever and like the way that that game mode works is that since you're a duo you kind of have to like uh, so if it's a race you get more points if you finish first obviously but like you know you kind of want to be within like a, it's like top uh you know like 20 like uh top 20 advance and you know if you happen to be within that top 20 within the uh, point threshold you move on and then for like other games it's the same thing so like for example one game uh there's there's a new game it's a survival game with like these rhinos and like the rhinos will chase you and then they'll knock you out and then if you get knocked out you're dead. So at one point, me and Kobe died at the same time, but we still took third. And because of that, uh, we moved on because we had enough points. Obviously, if that was a regular game of Fall Guys, we both would have died and then the game would have been over. But I guess that is the kind of beauty of duos. You kind of have to work together in a way. But 
you know, I still like the traditional, I guess, Fall Guys mode where it's everyone for themselves and all that other stuff. So, uh, but yeah, that's one of the reasons why we played that mode was because it was part of like the Ratchet Point missions. Um, but yeah, Fall Guys is still Fall Guys. It's fun. I still enjoy it as a platformer battle royale i think that that is still like a very unique sort of angle for the battle royale genre and fall guys still does it probably the best and definitely the most recognizable out of all of the other i guess platformer battle royales that i've tried to come out since then um but yeah fall guys is still fun and that's pretty much everything i've been doing other than pokemon unite which we'll talk about later yes so I have been playing a lot of weep stuff, apparently, that I'm looking at. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, so Neo World Interview came out uh, on Tuesday, and it's very good. So, yeah, I actually didn't talk about the demo because I was kind of just saving it to just talk about when the full game came out. Mm-hmm. But the demo actually really sold me on the game because I, I wasn't too sure how the combat was going to feel and stuff. Like I already know the general feel of the game is going to be like the first game, which is great because I thought the first game had a just great music, great vibe to it, and I really enjoyed it. The only thing that I really didn't like about the first game was the combat because it hurt my hands because I kind of had to use the stylus on the, um, on the Switch, right? And that doesn't really work too well. I talked about that last time. Mm-hmm. But overall, I thought it was a great game. This game uh, changes it to not be as unique because, you know, you can't really do any touchscreen controls. So uh, it just made it more of an action combat RPG. And you, I already talked about how I feel about those, but I think this game does a good job sort of um, making it unique in its own right. So you basically control like four characters at once, but each button is mapped to a different ability. So like square is based off like range attacks, triangles, melee stuff. And if you hold L1 or r1 it does different things as well also r2 and i i believe l2 is going to do something else as well but anyway you can basically like combine all your attacks together and just like spam everything so i could do like a range attacks while holding l and r and then i could like let go one release an ability and like do another one do some triangle like it's like crazy and i actually really enjoy the combat a lot um and i could really just fully appreciate all the mechanics that were in the first game that made it into this game where you could chain a bunch of enemies together to have like a huge chain battle. And that increases your drop rate of getting certain pins, which are basically abilities. Uh, like the drop rate just goes up like by a lot. And um, if you lower your level, that drop rate increases uh, like even more. And if you put the game on a higher difficulty, you get different items on from killing different enemies. And I think it's like a super cool system that I didn't really appreciate in the first game because i didn't really do a lot of combat in the first game because again it hurt my hands a lot <laughs> but this game i think the combat's very enjoyable and can really enjoy those systems as well um they also streamlined a lot of the other systems that were in the first game to this game so a lot of like so shops could actually like upgrade depending on how much stuff you buy from them and how many like if you use their armor in battle or their pins in battle that store also levels up and you get new stock i think it's more streamlined in this game as well as is you just buy stuff from them last time you had to do like weird store quests and stuff and it was kind of annoying and this game is a lot more streamlined same thing with eating food uh leveling up only uh increases your health it doesn't give you any other stats to gather stats like permanent stat boosts you have to actually eat food and stuff and the first game was really weird because you can only eat food like once every actual 24 hours like you have to actually wait 24 hours before you eat again which was kind of dumb it kind of fit it was on the ds and stuff i get that but like as a more modern thing where or i guess a more modern rpg that just seems really annoying um in this game after you get full you just do some battles and like you just eat again which is makes way more sense um, and just overall, I think the game just looks good. Obviously, you could tell it's on a smaller budget, but you could tell the team really wanted to make this game. As I think, it just has a lot of passion and care put into it, and it really does feel like the first game, but in 3D. You know, I'm not gonna tell you I'm like the 
the biggest fan of this series because I just played it like last year and I really enjoyed it. But it's not like I've been waiting for this game for like 14 years or whatever. But from what I'm playing, it's very good right now. I'm really enjoying the story. I think it's just as good as the first games right now. I really like the characters. Um, and I actually like the characters more in this game just because it seems like they don't leave you like every week because the first game was cycled through party members pretty fast. This game, you have the same constant party members, which I enjoy more because you could like actually get to know them. Uh, but yeah, right now it's it's really good right now, and I'm very excited to play more of it. Uh, the music is fantastic, uh, and yeah, I'm just really looking forward to playing more of it. Um, th- I, this was something I wasn't originally gonna buy, but I did it anyway. <laughs> so the um, the Final Fantasy Pixel Remasters came out to a lot of confusion, right? Like we talked about it during our E3 thing, where they kind of just showed it in the background, but it didn't really show like the games, which was weird. Uh, and we didn't really know much about these pixel remasters, like, at all. All we knew it was that they were, like, cutting content from, like, the other versions of the past Final Fantasy games and kind of preserving more of how it originally was with some quality of life stuff. So I'm like, oh, that's kind of lame. But then on Twitter, I saw, like, the soundtrack. Someone, like, linked the soundtrack, and it's so good. I didn't know they were going to remix the whole soundtrack to be, like, way more modern and shit. And it sounds so good. It basically made me, like, impulse buy it because I'm like, oh, <laughs> shit, this music is sick. I want to play with this. And then I bought it. And it actually is pretty good. So I actually never played Final Fantasy 1, and I'm planning to just do Final Fantasy 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, and 6 again anyway. Because uh, 4, I didn't really beat. 5, I love 5, but I'll play it again. I love 5. And 6, I, I, I feel like I didn't give as much of a chance as I wanted it to. So I think this is a good way for me to just re-experience the older Final Fantasies anyway. Um, and yeah, for the most part, it look it looks clean. I like the, the user interface is a lot more modern. There's some quality of life stuff in the first few Final Fantasy games. Like, in the first game, there wasn't any Phoenix Downs at Ethers. So Phoenix Downs are an item that res people. And uh, Ethers restores MP, but there's no MP in the first game. It's like a weird, it's a really weird magic system, but it, it does make it a bit better in that game. Um, also, like, you know, there's a, an auto battle system to make uh, grinding fights like a little easier. Um, it is missing some features from the past Final Fantasy games that got remastered. Like, there's no god mode, there's no really fast forward, which kind of sucks. There's no save states. But for the most part, it's pretty good. I think the graphics look really nice. I think the pixels do look like really good. Some of the backgrounds look a little, a little iffy, but it's still good. Um, I, I get the biggest selling point to me is the music. It's so goddamn good. I didn't know they were gonna remaster the whole soundtrack for like all the games. I'm, I'm very excited to hear um, Final Fantasy four and six because they have very good like soundtracks in that game as well. Uh, but yeah, overall, I think I think it's a pretty good remaster. Uh, I I think they're really overpriced. Like right now, they're <laughs> on sale as like a as like a, what you call it like sort of like an opening promotion like right now it's like on sale for a bit but i think final fantasy 2 uh, final fantasy 1 and 2 are 11 dollars or 12 dollars actually and final fantasies 3 through 6 are like 18 dollars which is outrageous but i bought them anyway <laughs> i bought all of them for like 70 bucks it's 70 bucks for like all of them i'm like that's absurd and i bought it anyway but uh i think it's a good way to experience these games for the first time i think you know everything looks clean everything is really readable i think the font looks really nasty but you could like change that pretty easily in the in the settings um and yeah overall i think it's a good way to experience the first few final fantasy games uh but right now only final fantasy one to three are available uh four through six which are the ones people really want to play aren't out yet but they're supposed to be out before the, the end of the year so yeah overall pretty good and i'll, I'll probably just be playing through these older final fantasy games because you know i, I kind of want to <laughs> so yeah i'm gonna be doing that now 
And lastly, uh, Genshin Impact. Cause, oh, uh, boy. <laughs> I always feel kind of weird talking about Genshin Impact, because I talked about it before, and the thing that turned me off from this game was the gacha systems, and it still does, I'm not going to lie. Mm-hmm. But, you know, there's been a lot of hype for the game, because they released 2.0, which releases, like, a new continent and, like, some new characters and stuff. Uh, and yeah, basically, I still feel the same way about the game, but I think the gameplay and combat are all really good. Obviously, the gameplay is just Breath of the Wild. You just explore this big world, there's a bunch of chests everywhere, and puzzles, and dungeons, and, you know, it gives you that same feeling of exploration and stuff like uh, Breath of the Wild did. But I think the combat's a lot better, as you can cycle through four party members, and the game is all about mixing elements together. So if you mix like fire and ice together, you do a bunch of damage. You mix fire and wind together. You can spread the fire around. It's just a really fun combat system and I really enjoy it. But the thing that still brings it down to me is the gacha mechanic. Like it's just like, it just feels nasty, you know, like you got to, if you want like a five star character in this game, you basically have to do 90 rolls before it's like um, guaranteed, which is like over a hundred dollars, I think. <laughs> so yeah, that still doesn't feel good to me. You know, I got some characters just by playing the game, but it's, it's, it still doesn't feel great to me. I'm, gonna, I'm not going to lie, uh, but I am enjoying the game a lot more than I did. I think they increased some of the drop rates, not be as bad because I noticed I've been getting a lot more characters than usual. But it's still, it, you know, gotcha is still not really my thing. But I'm enjoying it for what it is now. I'm going to just sort of ignore that part of the game and <laughs> just enjoy the free content it does give to you. Because it does give you a lot of free content. You know, I heard by the end game, that's where it kind of gates you a lot. But if you could get, like, like 50 hours of free fun, then I guess I can't really complain. Mostly when it's, like, pretty damn good as well. So, yeah, I think Getsu Impact is still worth a try if you, like, sort of want to play, like, you know, Breath of the Waifu, as people were calling it. I think it's definitely, you know, worth that, but just don't pay too much money for it. I don't think it's worth it. You could get characters just by playing the game, and spending $100 to get, like, a bunch of shitty three-star weapons isn't my idea of fun. So, yeah. What do you mean? You don't want to pay money for some pretty anime JPEGs, or...? Hey, I mean, like, some of them, some of them are like, okay, yeah, that, that's pretty cool, but... <laughs> Not, no, I'm not going to spend that much money on anime. But at least you got to play as them, right? Like, mm-hmm. At least this isn't like the other gacha games where they're just literally JPEGs. At least this one, you can like, look at them and play as them. You know, That's cool. But um, yeah, besides that, it's still kind of icky and that doesn't make me feel that good, but it's still fun. So whatever. <laughs> All right. So now let's talk about Pokemon Unite because this yeah, that is... kind of transitions well into yeah, this yeah. game. <laughs> <laughs> um, I did not expect myself to be playing this game, but uh, our friend Kofi was just like, hey, you know on pokemon unite i was like fuck it whatever um so as a person who's played league of legends for so many years and at one point was trying to go pro in it uh this game is surprisingly really goddamn fun um i did not expect myself to have have as much fun with a pokemon moba uh as i have but uh just because of how simple and how uh like how kidified the game is is actually like a good thing in my opinion um there's like a decent amount of pokemon to start with um and then with how the map is and how the roles are like the roles aren't clearly defined um and the fact that every single game is guaranteed 10 minutes i think is nice because you know when you would boot up a league game it's like all right this could be a ff at 15 or this could be a 30 minute fiesta who the hell knows so um the fact that this game is like clearly defined as like 10 minute 10 minutes done deal uh, I think that that's nice. So, uh, is there anything you would like to say, Damien, before I go on my spiel? <laughs> yeah, I, I basically feel the same way. I love the 10 minute timer, honestly. It makes the games go really fast. You know, it, it never feels like it drags out or anything. Like, it's constant, like, action. And I, I really like that as, 
you know, I, I think the thing that turns me away from League, it was the really long, like, games, and, you know, when things get stressful, they're just, it's just, like, not really fun to play, mm-hmm. at least in my eyes. And I play a decent amount of League. I play, like, 500-something hours of that game. You know, obviously not as much as you did, but you know, <laughs> I still play it a lot. So, yeah, playing this game sort of gives me that same, like, nice MOBA itch, but not really being, like, too much of my time, like, wasted. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? It just jumps you right into fun. You know, the game is, is again, it doesn't have too many buttons either. It's, like, you only got, like, two abilities plus an alt and, like, a, I guess a, a summoner spell, like, one summoner spell, essentially. Like, you know, you have, the, like, your potion or there's even flash in this game. Like, eject yeah. button is mm-hmm. just flash. So, um, yeah, I, I think the game is pretty easy to pick up and play and understand as well. So I think I think they nailed it with it being simple but still feeling like a, enough of a MOBA where you could get invested into it. So I think they did a good job on that part. Yeah, I think that... Uh, you know, going into it, I, I was definitely like, all right, so like, how how good is this game actually? And, you know, I was playing it with Kofi, so I was like, uh, you know, I actually had someone on my team that kind of knew what was going on, so that was nice. I'm going to be honest, my first couple of games, I was I was fucking shit. I was so bad. I was <laughs> because, uh, because the way that this game works, all right, so there's like no minions, right? All you have to do is focus on getting the Pokeballs and then scoring them. So like that concept was kind of like throwing me off a bit. But once I understood that, I was like, oh, okay. So like I can't just like run it down because I'm going to lose Pokeballs and then the tower is going to be there and then they're going to score on my tower and then I'm going to have like zero points and shit like that you know um but i think that uh that aspect of just like you know scoring points and like that's all you really have to do is kind of cool um and i kind of understand that part of the game now uh because literally at first i was kind of just like running it down and just like trying to like fight everyone because i'm like i'm a fucking league player i know what i'm doing and then i'm like wait i actually don't know what the fuck i'm doing um and you know the the objectives on the map outside of just like scoring points you know you have the uh the objectives on the top and bottom you have the roton and then the other guy at the bottom yeah dread dreadnought yeah dreadnought and you know those give you like zapdos, uh, so. small buffs and then zapdos which is pretty much the game fucking flipping in and of itself you know if you're losing you pretty much go for that and then if you're winning uh you can also go for that but if you throw it there uh you throw it there because uh some people have complained that Zapdos is a bit strong, which I do agree with because the game does get very coin flippy once uh, that 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 uh, sort of objective becomes available on the map, which I believe is like for like the last two minutes of the game um, yeah. or something like that. So yeah, Zapdos pretty much when you secure it, you're able to score instantly and it and it's and it's double points by the way. Like that shit is crazy. And if you take it down, uh every everyone instantly or most people get uh 50 balls. I think if you have 0, you get like 30 or something. Um but pretty much you instantly score that, but that also doubles. So you can pretty much turn a game on its head because of Zapdos if you know like how to play around objectives and how to play around team fights, which you know, uh because this is a Nintendo game uh you got kids playing it which is one of the reasons why i stopped playing splatoon online seriously because that shit was just so infuriating uh when i was in like high b high a rank and i was just like these fucking kids are just so stupid how are they this high up anyways um you know playing pokemon unite is kind of the same deal you have some people just like afk uh you just have some kids that are just running it down and like have no idea how to how a goddamn mobile works but you know 
because I'm not taking it that seriously, I'm just like, all right, whatever. I'll just try to do what I can. And then, you know, if we lose a game, we lose a game. There is a surrender button, which is nice because I, I you could get out, get, get out of those uh, games very quickly if people actually want to surrender. Um, because this game was made for mobile, some of the buttons are kind of weird. So, like, when you have to, like, teleport at a base, that shit was kind of finicky because you have to, like, hit uh one of the triggers and then you have to move with the right stick to like teleport where you want to go that shit is kind of weird uh but i did get used to it kind of quickly but yeah uh the menus are laggy as fuck um (laughs) oh yeah the menus are awful uh there's too many of them and they're laggy yeah yeah there are way too many menus but that's just because it is trying to you know eat your money uh try to get you to uh use your actual currency to get these pokemon and that's another thing is that like i think there's a cap on how many of like the in-game currency you can get per month or something like that which is kind of bullshit um and then it takes a while to get that in-game currency and then the pokemon that are like really new or like really fun to play as they're kind of expensive as well um but yeah, you know, like, there's just, like, these mobile things in the game that I'm just, like, ah, whatever, you know, like, it's fucking Tencent, right? Like, they like they made this game, so I'm not that surprised, but, yeah, overall, you know, Pokemon Unite's fun. That's all I can really say. <laughs> yeah, it is a lot of fun. It just does have a lot of, like, monetary, like, issues. Like, it basically has everything. It has a battle pass. Yeah, pay for the Pokemon. There's Pokemon skins. There's trainer skins. Like, this weird gotcha thing. We could get more trainer skins. Uh, then probably the most egregious thing is the held item system where the held items, you know, you just put them on your Pokemon before uh, a match and you get bonuses, right? Mm-hmm. And that's fine. But if you want to level up those items to like level 30, I believe it just costs a, like an absurd amount of like currency to do it or you can like pay real money. And I think that's where the sort of pay to win discussion sort of comes in. Um, and I think the easiest way to could fix that is by either not allowing held items in ranked or making like the the hold item or the held items only like go up to like level 20 or something and ranked or something because having it like be like that is pretty bad since this basically gives you like an unfair advantage of all your held items being level 30 as opposed to someone that might only have at level 20 which i believe is pretty easy to get but yeah that i think that's where most of the discussion of its pay to win nature is coming from and hopefully they actually fix it because um you know people actually are enjoying the game i'm enjoying the game which i didn't expect you know to be saying that mm-hmm. but i am so hopefully tencent actually realizes this and like hey you can make more money in the long run if people actually enjoy the game but companies don't really see it like that just oh let's just burn them all right now for all their money instead of like you know making goodwill and just like releasing skins <laughs> people would buy that anyway but yeah for the most part it is a lot of fun but yeah it does have some issues that hopefully get ironed out but I guess we'll see about how, you know, the future of this game actually will look like if they actually want to keep supporting this game in the long term or not. But yeah, overall, it's a good time. And if you're interested in it, I, I'll say it's worth a play. Yeah, I mean, it is a free to play game. So like, there's no harm in like, at least trying it out. Um, if you're not familiar with MOBAs, it's definitely going to be a little bit of a, of a learning curve just because, uh, you know, when me and Kofi were playing it, you know, once, once, once I got good, uh, I'm going to be honest, like I said, I was really fucking bad. But once I actually, like, understood how to play Pokemon Unite and, like, what the objectives were and, like, how to control uh, Pikachu slash uh, Garchomp, which are, like, the two main characters that I play as, uh, I I did play some Venusaur, which, you know, it is whatever. Um, But, you know, you're definitely... 
if you're familiar with MOBAs, is it is definitely a instant dopamine hit when you fucking see that. Like you scored like five hundred points and then they scored <laughs> <Yeah>. like twenty. <laughs> like that. Like some games are just like super duper one sided, which like I've seen on Twitter, there's like a team that scored a thousand and then the other their team scored zero. Like there's no shot that like the other team was probably just full of fucking kids. Like no <laughs> like it had to be that. Um and like I'm sure that there's a lot of kids out there today that probably played Pokemon Unite. It was like, this game sucks just because like they got washed like that. Uh, and I'm sorry if I, you know, fucking did that to anyone out there. Um, you know, it's a, because there's definitely a lot of jokes on Twitter that's just like hilarious. That's like, you know, my niece was crying because she lost in Pokemon Unite or some <laughs> shit. Um, but yeah, I think that this game is going to be a lot of fun if they actually decide to like balance it out a little bit because there's definitely some Pokemon that are super duper overpowered and like can take can take over a game super duper easily um if the player knows what they're doing. But then again, like I've seen like some some like uh players just like instantly like throw games before Zapdos cuz like they don't know fucking objective control. Um because they're just like going for these uh, scores or whatever, and like we just corner them on the bottom of the map, and then we just get Zapdos or whatever. Because Zapdos is broken, which I'm still a believer that they should balance that. Because you know, having it be, uh, you get it, and then you also score double, and and it scores instantly, so you can't really stop them from scoring is kind of bullshit. Um, yeah. But yeah, I think that will I will I be playing Pokemon Unite a couple months from now? Who knows? Uh, but right now, I'm definitely having some fun with it i'm not sure how many hours i have on it currently it's probably at least like six maybe even ten i don't even know um but i definitely look forward to playing more uh with friends because i do not see myself playing this by myself because i get really really frustrated when i you know lose in games where i know it's goddamn children that i'm playing against and with (laughs) so (laughs) yeah Yeah, i mean that's a good point i mean i don't i don't mind as much if i play solo i mostly focus on just like the the daily and battle pass stuff i'm like i'll just mm-hmm. do these you know i'm not really looking to win at that point but um yeah basically i feel the same exact way as you i, I think zapdos does feel a little too much like i feel they should either take away the double points or the instant goals like i feel like having both is way too strong but mm-hmm. um you know that's up to them to balance that out <laughs> i don't know how that's gonna work out uh but yeah overall uh pretty good game I, it, it surprised me a lot i'm gonna be honest so well, uh, what pokemon are you like uh, gravitating oh, I, towards I really like Ninetales because uh, you unlock Ninetales for free after like two days or something. Mm-hmm. And uh, I really enjoy that character. I, you know, I've been trying to find someone that's more sort of like uh, mage-like, I guess, since that's what I really like to play in League. And mm-hmm. I think Ninetales has some pretty good uh, poke and stuff. Uh, I think Dazzling Gleam is a little too short range, but when you do hit it, it does it feels pretty good. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, and uh, I really like Cinderace as well. Cinderace is a lot of fun. Yes. Cinderace is fucking insane, like late game, yeah. actually. I'm just like this because uh, once you get to like the point of Zapdos and like Cinderace has levels, it's like that that Pokemon's autos are doing so much fucking damage. But I'm gonna stop there because you know, I'm, I'm my fucking league brain's activated. <laughs> <laughs> I could tell, uh, but yeah, now we're gonna talk about a fucking subject that is not so great, but we kind of have to because this is uh very, very much uh, prevalent within the gaming world right now, and that is the Activision and, and Blizzard lawsuit. Uh, so pretty much this blew up because of Jason Schreider's tweets about it. Uh, the California Department of Fair Employment and 
Clean Housing has filed a uh, explosive lawsuit against Activision Blizzard uh, for discrimination. And uh, just by reading through these screenshots about the uh, sort of frat boy workplace and how uh, women that worked there were treated like shit and how they were uh, not able to gain higher positions and they were uh, pretty much not even accounted for for these like promotions and all of this other stuff just like reading uh, these screenshots that like he posted and like the the other articles the countless number of articles that are out there about this situation is just fucking crazy to me especially since you know we live in 2021 you know I think that I hope that a lot of people are much more okay with the idea of uh, females and just like people who whether identify as male or female you know within high positions of power you know pretty much just treat everyone like a human being you know like uh i know a lot of people wear the sort of like be kind you know shirts or whatever which i think are a little corny but then again you know that is kind of true just like fucking be nice to other people and shit like that um but yeah i just i just find it crazy that like shit like this is still going on within the gaming space and this is sort of like the uh I guess the Me Too movement within the gaming world because I've seen a lot of other uh, sort of people uh, speak up about other gaming companies that I can't name on the top of my head right now, you know, saying that, you know, they were a female and they worked at this game company and, you know, shit happened there. And I think Hafu, she made a tweet about on how, like, uh, one of the, uh, I guess, like, uh, she participated in a Blizzard tournament and, like, uh, one of the top teams that qualified was, like, they're going to do something to Hafu or something like that. I can't exactly name it on the top of my head unless I go to her fucking profile. Uh, Just give me one second because that tweet obviously blew up. Uh, It was going to rape Hafu at regionals. Uh, Yeah, that shit, that shit's not cool. And that was in 2008, which, you know... uh, obviously different times but even then like that shit's kind of monka uh like that yeah, like, i think she was like 17 at the yeah, time that too, too that voice. too like that that's fucked up um and i don't even know how that even you know was like oh you know like it's just a joke guys but like is she okay with the joke like that's the main thing and obviously she is not fucking okay with it um but yeah i think that um activision and blizzard you know them trying to uh sort of counteract uh this sort of thing saying that you know like we could have done better this and that i'm just like y'all are so fucked like this shit is so done <laughs> yeah blizzard has been in so many controversies like in the past few years that's kind of hard to like defend them like at all with the hong kong stuff and like this and this isn't the first time we heard about you know blizzard being awful to their workplace you know so now like but just now that we have like people really coming forward and showing their stories there uh which are really awful by the way like if you read them like the just little excerpts and stuff it's it's really bad that like i just can't support you know blizzard anymore like it's just like it's like the things they've been doing is awful and i don't know if they're really gonna fix it like they might do like ubisoft right when ubisoft got caught doing this stuff the, all those people are still working at ubisoft they just kind of like made it go away and like everyone's like just doesn't talk about it anymore blizzard is probably gonna do the same thing where they don't like fire any of these people to kind of maybe lay low for a little bit and then like after a year when people forget they'll just like continue as usual um you know it's just it's just kind of awful <laughs> like all things considered <laughs> yeah and really the only way to like make it stop is like honestly is to just stop buying blizzard stuff and it, it seems to be happening already like people are just unhappy about how all their games are going right now uh, you know wow you know like i talked about in the last episode a lot of people are leaving wow for final fantasy 14 because wow just been experiencing so many content droughts and like 
two bad expansions in a row. You know, StarCraft 2 is dead. Overwatch hasn't been doing too well because they've been making Overwatch 2, but we don't even know how well that's going to do. Hearthstone's been having a lot of issues. Diablo 3 is also kind of dead until Diablo 4 comes out. So, yeah, Blizzard really isn't, like, the greatest shape, uh, like, at this point in their time. And, yeah, we could probably see why due to, like, their workplace being such a goddamn mess. So, yeah, it, it kind of does hit hard as a Blizzard fan and as someone that just cares about these workers. And hopefully, like everyone's able to make a change in this company to actually like you know make blizzard great again <laughs> and it, it doesn't really make sense but you know make blizzard like an actual good company again because they were and now they're just kind of trash so yeah I, i'm hoping change actually does happen eternally and it's not just like smoke and mirrors but it probably is at the end of the day so yeah um i guess we're just gonna have to see if any of these like protests like that the workers are doing is actually gonna work but yeah, we're just going to have to see about that. Yeah, I mean, I just, uh, what's it called? I was going through the uh, the uh, Twitter thread that Jason Schreider, you know, he initially put out. Someone commented uh, this one piece. I'm just going to read it for you guys because this shit is fucking crazy. In a tragic example of the harassment that defendants allowed to fester in their offices, the female em- a female employee committed suicide while on a company trip due to a sexual relationship that she had been having with her male supervisor. The male supervisor was found by police to have brought a butt plug in lubricant on this business trip. Another employee confirmed that the deceased female may have been suffering from other sexual harassment at work prior to her death, specifically at a holiday poly at a holiday party before her death, male co-workers were alleged to be passing around a picture of the deceased vagina. Yeah, I mean, yeah. literally... That, that was the thing that made me go, like, actually, what the fuck? Yeah, I mean, literally just fucking blow the company up. Like, fuck this shit, bro. Like, this shit is so fucking bad. And we haven't even talked about the fucking Cosby suite shit, which, yeah. like... um I haven't read the full article personally, and I and I haven't read the full uh, sort of like lawsuit statement and everything like that. But just like seeing these excerpts, I've read most of this Cosby Suite shit, and I'm just like, uh, what the fuck is going on here? You know, like even if they were to uh, name the Cosby Suite after uh, what what was it because the room looked like, uh, you know, something of Bill Cosby or some shit. I don't even know. Well, it was just because like someone would like you know, take advantage of women like how Bill Cosby did by like, you know, drugging them and then take him to the hotel suite. That's why they called it that. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that that's that's why it's called the Cosby suite because of that. And there was a picture of a bunch of Blizzard employees like posing with a like a giant ass portrait of Bill Cosby. So they kind of knew what they were doing, which is like really, really psychotic. Like that's just like borderline like psychopathic. I'm like, what are you doing? Like these people are doing these awful things and they're like proud of it too. Like in that little awful circle of friends there. So yeah, definitely like an awful look for them. And like, I know it was in 2013 and people are going to say people could change, but that's like some straight up like awful shit right there. You know, like I don't know how I could defend that. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, god damn it. Why would you ever fucking have this shit? I mean, man, the fact that this shit happened in 2013 and, and it's only coming out now is fucking crazy to me just because I feel like that this should have probably come come out a lot sooner and that there's evidence and like text messages and photos of all of this shit from people who worked at Blizzard or former Blizzard employees or whatever. The fact that the fucking group chat was called Blizz- BlizzCon Cosby Crew, that shit is fucking cringe and actually yeah. disgusting. Um, and yeah, I mean, like this shit's obviously horrible. And I'm sure that a lot of these people 
hopefully do not do not walk away scot-free whatsoever because i know that you know people have their fucking name dragged and people have their uh reputations ruined but they're still able to find jobs within the same space that they currently were in previously which is fucking crazy to me because you know someone's reputation and someone's uh i guess uh you know how they carry themselves is very important and like you know, if you're known as the fucking guy that was part of the Cosby BlizzCon crew, like, that shit is fucking dumb. And if you're still able to find work within the gaming space, that shit is fucking tragic. And I think that, you know, everyone who's come out with their stories and people who have, uh, you know, sort of participated in the lawsuit and sort of made their stories heard, uh, you know, they are fucking brave individuals. And I cannot believe that this shit happened all all of these years ago and we're only finding about it now um yeah and i you know just fucking just fucking blow up blizzard and activision this shit is done like the, <laughs> uh yeah i can't remember the last time i played an activision size blizzard game i think it was probably fucking warzone which even then you know fucking warzone out here taking like three terabytes of everyone's goddamn hard <laughs> yeah. drive so um you know i don't even think i have the fucking blizzard app installed because i know that like i don't even play blizzard games uh, or a fucking uh battle.net or whatever the fuck yeah. but yeah it, it it like this shit is just so so fucking dumb like i just can't believe that this shit even happened anywhere near uh for as long as it you know did all those years ago the fact that we're finding about it now so yeah like basically like yeah i can't see myself like you know i probably was gonna buy the diablo 2 remaster and it sucks because i know vicarious visions are really the ones that made it before mm-hmm. they got fully absorbed by blizzard but i just can't at this point you know like it's just it's too much even like overwatch 2 is just like i, I don't know if i could justify any of that to like buy a new blizzard project at all so oh, yeah wait, crash it's definitely... bandicoot's fucked oh no we can't play in yeah. crash oh no <laughs> can't play <in> crash anymore <laughs> I, I i mostly associate that with vicarious visions but unfortunately anyway it's not like they're making new crash games anymore because they got absorbed into like activision blizzard so mm-hmm. yeah everything sucks activision sucks blizzard sucks they all suck and i hate saying that but it's true and hopefully they actually do we have some significant change in the company but i again i doubt it but we'll see like they just i've already heard that they're like you know the workers will try to unionize as they always try to do and they try to just bust that shit immediately so yeah it really looks like there's not gonna be any change like ever in this company so yeah at this point like travis said you just got burned it down man <laughs> god damn yeah uh but i don't think there's anything else we really have to say i mean obviously i encourage every everyone listening to like actually go out and do your own research uh unlike me you know i i read most of this kotaku article and i read snippets of the actual lawsuit but you know definitely uh look into this because i think that uh this shit is important to keep in mind uh for the future because i'm sure that this is not the last of it unfortunately like there's going to be other stories and there's and and there's going to be other people uh coming out and outing these other probably triple a you know uh game development studios and stuff like that so yeah but yeah um i i think i basically said my piece (laughs) (laughs) i I let all my anger out i'm a lizard in activision yeah all right so i think that's all we have for today thank you guys for listening to the travis and david podcast episode 67 we'll see you guys two weeks from now with another episode see ya